what's going on everyone it's brian and jim here with drink a beer and play a game and welcome to another episode of the power hour yes hello and welcome everyone thank you for joining us tonight welcome to episode 127 brian how you doing my beer's not as cold as i wanted it to be oh so you're not doing that great <laughs> other than that i can't complain good start but speaking of good things want to give a big shout out to our guest from last week the one and only g to the next level thank you so much yeah, truly appreciate you coming on, bud. And if you haven't already, please make sure at least follow his Twitch, if not all the links, because uh, he's on there a lot, and he's very entertaining to watch, especially he has some streams with his wife, but he's killing it over there. So go give him some love. Yep, for sure. <sighs> so, Chambers, is there anything worse than when you do buy a pack of beer and you get it hours and hours earlier and you think it's going to be cold, and then when you go to grab it... It's like that teasing cold, where the can feels cold, and then you pour it, and you're like, this isn't this, this isn't really that cold. You're doing it out of a bottle, aren't you? No, no. Really? I'm doing, if you can. Uh, Sly Fox Pikeland Pills. Wait, didn't... Oh, no. Who does Prima Pills? Oh, that's Victory. Yes. Uh, Pikeland Pills. I don't know if I've ever had this one before. I got a variety pack of Sly Fox. I was like, oh, there's a few I haven't actually tried from them, and... I don't know. I got the beers at five thirty six, maybe. It's not that cold, Jim. Not mm. that cold. Right. Sounds like you might need a new fridge, uh, beer fridge replacement. Nah, my beer fridge is good. I think the problem is I left it all in the box and I didn't take them out. Which, by the way, definitely doesn't help. You you seem like the type of asshole who would take them out. I do. Of course you do. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Why wouldn't I? You could be taken out eventually anyway. Yeah, but why don't you just leave the box in there and see? I I just I, somehow I knew with you that would be something you would spend the extra well, like ten see, minutes doing. See, you have two full fridges. I do not. So I got a little mini fridge, and you got that's a full true. fridge. That, yeah, that's true. All so right, if I had a full one, maybe I'd lazy out. But even well, no, I would lazy out with a full fridge. Let me wait. Yeah, when you buy your shitty Keystone, does it? Do you just put the whole box in there oh, if no, it fits? No, I mean they stay. No, I mean, I if I know people are coming over and I'm bringing out the Keystone, I'll like put half of it in the fridge and then keep the other half in the box. Why, you gotta save it for yourself? Well, they gave me 36 for $18, Brian, so <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be going through that many that time, but, you know, things happen. <sighs> Good old 50 centers. All right, so then what, what are you enjoying tonight? Well, Brian, I am drinking the... From the, from the Moonraker Brewing Company, the Sling Jaws... Imperial Pale Ale. So, 8.5% alcohol out of Auburn, California. And no other talky talk on it. But, yeah, some, uh, like, Megalodon teeth right there with a hop in the middle. Okay. That's more effort than I feel like a lot of your labels have been recently. Yeah, I mean, it's really detailed, the drawing of it. You know, black and white coloring, but gets the job done. What what, what percentage did you say? 8.5. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, my pills is four nine, which that's always nice. Sometimes uh, when I did the the last two Twitch streams, I had some some hefty boys at the beginning, some ten percenters. Going light tonight, aren't you? Kek. Um, I don't know what all of them are, but the, yeah, lighter than that. Oh well, there you go. But yeah, I mean, that's a good way to start a stream is to get yourself plastered right away. So good on you, yeah. Brian. Jim, I can't wait till you and I do some streams together and you're super sloppy after five minutes. <laughs> I can't wait for that either. That'll be enjoyable. <laughs> but then your gameplay will be atrocious. 
gameplay is going to be bad no matter what. So at least maybe if I'm more relaxed, I won't care as much and I'll do better. <laughs> so uh, speaking of gameplay, have you been able to dive into anything recently? How are you making on Shaolin Monks? I haven't touched that in a little bit. Uh, I'll get back to it. Um, but no, what do you call it? Uh, it was a busy week. The, uh, the old wife is away for the weekend. So while working on, like I spent like my nights working on the, uh, the Roni's tale that I just released today, that let's play. So cool little, cool little puzzle game. Check out the video people, but, uh, don't check it out because of the thumbnail. You motherfucker. That thumbnail is not bad. Did you do it just to piss me off, or did you legit think that's a good idea? A little bit of both, but what do you call it? The uh, the original picture I was using had the cartridge in hand with me looking at it, and uh, what do you call it? Like using our app we use for thumbnails, it kept cropping that out as background. So mm. I was like, mm, "How do I salvage this?" So I just kind of like blew myself up, hid the hand, all that kind of all that trickery. <sighs> I, Look, Bry, it's not as I, bad as your Instagram. All right. Jim, Sophie went to face you realize that, lips. You realize Instagram is for that, right? You realize YouTube, you don't have to be like every dickhead. Well, Brian, as says, a man, you don't have to do that either. Not but to be like, mm, my pretty face. Oh, look at my haircut. But Jim, I mean, some people, enough people actually like seeing my haircut. I'm sorry. No one likes seeing my <laughs> haircut, Brian. We just I, like that the man Jim, bun went away. Jim, Jim, do you, do you, do you want me to pull up the likes? See who likes a, who likes the man bun? Who likes the hair? <laughs> exactly uh, listen you can go on liking all the whatever crowd that it is you like and i'll have people like my stuff i don't even post on my personal so shit i don't even give a no, shit about I, oh i know i know i can't blame you jim because <laughs> you save your goddamn selfies for your goddamn youtube look bry i gotta send it to the masses all right that's where it's needed so yeah, check out Jim's little goddamn video. But yeah, the game, I watched your gameplay footage. I don't know if that's one I'd probably be that into. You're not a puzzle kind of guy for on, on consoles. We've talked about that before. Yeah, it's not that it looks bad. It's just, yeah, that's just not my cup, cup of tea. Yeah, no, I was shocked by how much I liked it. So, like I said, I was a little biased here, but you know. Good little game. So check it out. Check out the Kickstarter. But yeah, besides that... um, not too, not too much. What do you call it? Like casually, I broke in a little bit into uh, that Cotton reboot that came out on the Switch. So was playing that a bit. The what? Uh, Fantastic Night Dreams Cotton. It's an old what do you call it? Uh, witch based like shoot 'em up, and they had a reboot come out. So I went for that. So it comes with the X sixty eight thousand port as well as a brand new reboot port. So good little package. Cute 'em up, right? Cute 'em. That's probably not a game you played as a child, Jim. No, of course it isn't. It's one I always wanted to play, though. Why? And every single because every time I saw gameplay footage, I was like, "That looks fun. I want to play it." Hmm. At this point, is there any shoot 'em up that you've looked at that you said I don't want to play? Um. There's if one looks like really bland, I go, "Eh, I don't, I don't really care about this." But like, there's a there's billions of you know what you know what shoot 'em ups I don't like. I don't like the ones generally that like. Whenever you kill anything, it bursts into like ten thousand like coins or crystals and shit like that, and fills up the entire screen and comes flooding to you. Because then, like, I just can't see anything in general. So I don't know how people like. I have a couple of them, and some of them are okay, but yeah, just in general, I don't like to look at them, and I just like stay away from those. Hmm. It's interesting. In your old age, you've gotten angrier, but you've now. It seems like you're really going towards styles of games that are overly cutesy. 
or like almost more anime, almost more of that Japanese style. Like, I, I've noticed games you've started to talk about more, and if you look at the ones you've reviewed solo, that seems to be where you're leading towards, like that style. Like, so clearly something there is drawing you in, because I'm thinking about all the games you do. Like, you're almost exclusively going in that direction. I mean, I haven't been playing any, like, straight-up anime games, but, I mean, they're just more, I don't know, Japanese-style. They're coming straight from Japan, though. I don't even want to imagine what your internet searches have been, Jim. Actually, they're a lot tamer than they were when I was in my <laughs> early 20s. You want to see some Japanese animation, that's when you would have seen that oh, shit. Oh, Jim. Oh, finding that folder was... At a face. St still, still, still horrifying. <laughs> hey. Nice. Yeah, and besides that, uh, I took part in uh, Retro Game Brews' Mario Kart 8 tournament for charity on Friday night. So, first time I broke into Mario Kart 8 in a long-ass time. But, you know, it was a good time. He raised 1500 bucks. So That's awesome. Yeah. All went to cancer research, so it was a good success. So, good on him. At, at his best, like, he, uh, like the one guy he set up with, uh, they actually got onto the front page of Twitch. So, at their most, they were at, like, 300 viewers. So, it was pretty Dude, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I made it out of the first round before shitting my pants in the second round. So... At least I had that little bit of glory. <laughs> oh, Chambers. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I've i been diving a wee bit into some Alien 3. I'll just save my opinions. but Which one? Because they're all kind of different. Uh, yeah, so I started with the Genesis one. Okay. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I started with the NES one. Ah, okay. Y yeah. It's, um... Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to that. But um, I so I played. I, when I say dive, I mean if I spent an hour on it, that would be generous. Right. Um, I beat, which I was shocked. I was able to beat Amnesia: The Dark Descent because, other than like when it was the game that seemed like everyone was streaming back in the day, I never touched it. I never played it. But they had the collection. I don't know if it's on Game Pass for free or I got it for free through Gold. I know it's one of those free games I have. So I was like, you know what? It's time. I love horror games. I need to, you know, play it, play it. Um, it's an interesting game. It's one of those, and it, it's funny because they tell you at the beginning, don't try to win it. Try to immerse yourself into the world. Da, 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 da. Like, take your time. Explore. Um, don't focus so much on just completing it. And it is good advice. The monsters are definitely creepy. The music... Dude, I will say, it's very rare I find horror games where I go, oh, the music's good. The music was actually excellent in this game. Oh, wow. But it's one of those games, and other than the little bit you watched, Jim, have you ever seen anything about that? Like, do you know anything about that game? I know of it, but barely anything, really. So, it's curious, because I know I've asked you before. I know you like a lot of other horror games, but first-person horror games, do they do it for you at all, or are you just not that into them? Like... You know, it's not that I'm not into them or not interested. I just never got around to it for the most part. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it is a really well done game. It's certainly not perfect, but uh, no, it was a great time and like a great turnout. Thank you everyone who stopped by. But really, it's been that. Uh, did a little Dead by Daylight with Eric, who now have gotten completely uh, obsessed with that game now. So, been converting him. And yeah, yeah, it's been pretty slow other other than that. So I'm hoping to get a little bit more gaming in this week. Oh, but, yeah, uh, cool. Now yeah, you've definitely been uh you were going hard on Amnesia for like the two weeks that you were into it, so or before yeah. you beat it, I guess. So no, that's cool though. 
Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's a... Are you an easily scared, jump-scared guy? It depends. Like, I remember when we I had you try, what was it, Slender or Five Nights at Freddy's? Oh, yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, it got me, so I don't, <laughs> I don't think I ever really played Slender, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember. I knew, I knew it was one of them I got you to try. But yeah, I'd be playing fucking Freddy's, my face would be, like, right here, then all of a sudden... <laughs> <laughs> And, and Jimmy made a boom boom. And I go, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the boom boom was coming regardless. But. <laughs> Damn it! So yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting, Jim. But uh, Han, before we get into Patreon, we don't have it on here. But were were you full geeked out, or I couldn't tell if it was just online fake geek out, or were you truly excited with this whole CM Punk thing? Oh no, it's cool to see him back. I actually, what do you call it? Booted up. Uh, AEW on Hulu for the first time in like a year and a half. Mm. Like I watched AEW like pretty hard for like the first couple, like the first two to three months, and then I like missed a couple weeks because of band practice, and I was like, ah, whatever. I'll get back to it whenever. So this is the first time I really turned it on in a long time. So no, it'll give me a reason to watch it. Like I'm, I'm down to watch him. Is this though a case like should he have come back? How old is he? Early forties. Is he like? I mean, I felt like he was in kind of rough shape leaving WWE, and then he had his horrendous stint in UFC. He he was really he was really injured at the end of WWE. Like he was injured and sick. Mm. Like he had a staph infection. He had multiple injuries, and like he is straight edge, so like he doesn't take painkillers and crap like that. So, someone posted a picture where it's like his last day in WWE and his first day in AEW, and it's like a world of difference. Like he looked run the fuck down. So that's what I mean. Like yeah, I, he just didn't look good and. Even physically, I think when he prepared for UFC, he didn't look good there either. So, I was well, I like, mean, he's ne- he's never been like an Adonis or anything like well, that, or like chiseled or shit like that. Yeah, he's not. I wouldn't consider him a high tier athlete, but you know, I, I know you really you you were geeking out for him for like that one year. So I was curious if. Uh, oh no, he's the one who got me back into wrestling back in twenty four in twenty eleven. So. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I was always a big punk fan, so it's cool to see him back. I want to, like, I'll tune in to see what he does. Like, I'm not, like, I don't, I've tried to watch Kenny Omega matches, and I just get bored by them. Like, (laughs) I don't like the Young Bucks. Like, Moxley, I like Moxley. Like, Jericho's old and fat now, but he can still cut a good promo, so. (laughs) Like, I don't know, like, AEW's weird, and I'm also just, like, like, I want my pro wrestlers to look like they can beat me up, and, like, no, what do you call it, federation outside of a couple guys, like, has anyone who looks like that, so, like. You know what? That's points to you know because I even I got kind of and I I say kind of very lightly back into wrestling in that same time period where you were like twenty. When, when the network first came out, you were like, yeah yeah. I, I was kind of like okay, and like Brock was back doing it. Like so, I was like okay, I'm kind of you know I was a big Dolph Ziggler fan, and they fucked him, so that pissed me off because I looked at him as like the Mister Perfect of that generation. Yep. Um, you know, and that was. People like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, I, I like kind of blame for that whole era. The what, what are they call the reality era. Oh, like, uh, it is. Uh, it, it's all under the PG era. Yeah, but it's like where that was my problem. Every wrestler, I was like, these look like guys they picked up at a bar, and we're like, can you guys do wrestling like the backyard wrestlers? I was like, these don't look like dudes that spend their life in a gym perfecting their craft and doing all the steroids they can to get veins. Like, that's what you want to see. Like, you want to see cartoon characters wrestling. And, yeah, if I see a guy that I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could kick his ass, that's going to really bother me. 
So yeah, like it it turned into like wrestling being nothing but like ex football players and just like like big like surly drunks or just guys who are just big in general into um you know like all the people who grew up fans of it and they were just like marks from the start. So yeah, it'd be like watching the NBA and everyone's at like six one, six two. You'd be like, that's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know that is true. So yeah, no, I mean yeah, so I'm, I've definitely been like. I mean, the last couple of years, I've watched barely any wrestling yeah. for the most part. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, with him back, I've always been a fan. So, at the very worst, he'll cut a better promo than anyone in the fucking place. So, like, he'll he's always going to be at least good for that. Like, I don't I don't need... Like, he's he's going to be fighting Darby Allen at the pay-per-view. Like, I'm not going to buy the pay-per-view. But, <laughs> like, Darby Allen's a good guy, a first good first guy for him to go against. Because that guy, that guy can work his ass off, even though he's, like, 130 pounds. But. Yeah, well, that... And that's what Punk would need, is someone he can kind of bully around easily lift around like yeah you can't put them against someone too big but uh well, well that's not a problem in aew <laughs> but yeah i uh when jack swagger's like one of your biggest looking guys in your company you don't you're not in the land of giants <laughs> here's the thing what who's who's more of a dork the people that are constantly trying to create the us versus them with aew versus wwe who have to, like, every one of their tweets has to be a comparison, or the now-current Xbox versus PS fans. Oh, God, that's tough. Because they're both terrible. They're, they're, I think they're equally bad. They're fucking... They're, they're diehard. Like, they're, it, all, they're, they're all diehards about, you know, my... Oh, God, that is bad. Because, like, both sides will be, like, we'll just hate on the other side for the fact of it being, like, the other side. Yeah. And shit like that. Which I just want people like if you like AEW, I I would prefer your your tweet your your message be like, yo this show was great I love that they brought so and so but it's always, yeah WWE's crying now or like FWW I'm like and the same way WWE fans will do it to AEW I'm like yeah just enjoy your own shit why does it always have to be but also F the other guy I don't because get because it. it's the internet <sighs> it just I mean I feel like there are pockets where. That doesn't happen as bad. So I, I know, saw I mean, those you're, two you're, things. You're talking gaming and you're talking wrestling, so you're talking fandoms <laughs> that just breed people who don't leave their house a lot. So, I mean, as a gamer and a wrestling fan myself, like, I'm exposed to all these sides, and I see it. Well, shit, we see it too with beer. The beer snobs. Oh, you oh, go yeah, to that brewery? <laughs> you know, all that shit. <laughs> or, or when the beer snob accounts uh, start to break uh, kayfabe and just go into general political discourse. Oh, my and God. And they have 90,000 followers and they get two likes on every tweet. Hmm. I wonder um, if that's what people come to you for. Dude. Oh, my. Don't even get me started. I, I've, I've silenced said accounts. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Subtle. Subtle <laughs> subtext. But, yeah. So, no, I, I had to bring that up just because it, it was hot and I saw you tweet. But I always get confused. I know sometimes you're tweeting because that's the hot thing out there. Yeah. And other times I'm like, is he really into it now? So I couldn't tell. A little bit of both. But no, I'll definitely watch for Punk. So yeah. I'll see what they do. I mean, if it's boring and I don't care anymore, then I'll just, you know, taper off again. But, you know, it's good to see a guy who I actually, like, care about in there. Yeah. Nice. Jim, you mean you don't care about Goldberg and Brock? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brock, I'm always, I'm always fine with seeing Brock. Brock yeah. Like, even, like, the diehard WWE people are just like, oh, fucking stupid Brock. Well, it's like, who else are you tuning in for? Like, yeah. That, yeah. And Goldberg. Uh, I didn't even realize Goldberg was still. He, he, now he came back, like, three years ago and, like, yeah, he's had I a saw couple that. title runs. And, uh, 
Yeah, he, Gold, he, like, I don't blame Goldberg for fucking coming back for these paychecks. I would mm-hmm. do the exact same goddamn thing. Yeah. But they need to stop bringing him back, because, like, even at his best, it's not like he could go or even cut a promo. Like, he was just, you know, the big badass who destroyed people. Yeah. But if he's old and slow and, like, he can't even pick up half the roster anymore, it's done. <laughs> just let it go. Well, I R- Brock know. is still a freak, and he can do whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, he can, he can still uproot trees with his bare hands. So fine. <laughs> like, Brock is, like, Brock will never not be Brock. But yeah. Goldberg can stop. It's yeah, fine. He, he can, yeah. Age only works for those guys like Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, those guys that went way past their prime. And they still, he like, even Shawn Michaels, who was my favorite, I wanted him to stop way, like, when he kept coming back. But then he ended up having some great matches with Jericho and Flair. And, so, and I was like, okay. But, like, there is a time I just want him to... No more. Yeah. No, I hear you there. So, yeah, it's a uh, tough times for the business, Bri. Tough times. <laughs> it's always interesting, Jim. But uh, now, my favorite part of these power hours, let's hear from our awesome patrons. Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we will answer on each and every single one of these power hour podcasts. So first up, Game Whisperer Dean. Do you think the British gaming scene has more drama than the North American scene? Yes. Do you? Short and sweet. Yes. But they're so less than us. They are so less. I, I mean, like, intertwined. I, I'm saying, though. Numbers-wise, I know. Yeah, no, yeah. It's a, it's a very close. They're they're way more close and tight-knit, like, especially yeah. when they have their conventions. Like, that's like, it's like almost like living in a small town where everyone knows everyone. That okay. Kind of deal. So it's a little so, more heated because it's so niche. Yeah, it's more, it's so heated because it's, like, more niche, and it's also, like, they're just very, like, they're, like, like, America, America retro YouTubers uh, are very much, like, anti, like, the whole drama scene in general, that kind of deal, and, like, there, like there's a couple, oh, yeah, they're very, like, they hate drama channels, they hate drama scenes, they hate drama, 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 like, anything like that, like, they're very anti that. But I feel and like, like they a, get they're, involved. Like, in anyone it. who tries to be, a, like, a drama channel becomes, like, a pariah. Mm. That kind of deal. So, and, like, there's a couple of notorious ones who just like to shit on everyone. And, like, they have their, like, little fan bases. But uh, the British scene is really, like, there's there's just always some shit going down with the British people. Like, like, like uh, Top Hat and his wife right now are, like, trying to take, like, one of their, like, biggest trolls to court, which good on them, because apparently they've been harassing them for years, so. I saw that, so real quick, give me the gym version. I saw, I, I've read Top Hat shit, and basically, they tried to keep it a secret for a while that it was his wife, so she could grow her own channel, but somebody. No, been... th- that was never a secret that that was his wife. Well, he said that in that thing. He Not Did that he? he was a secret, that they purposely did not reveal that was his wife, but it got, like, fan theories basically started popping up on Reddit, and they wanted her channel to grow organically and not just be, oh, I'm the wife of Top Hat. Uh, I mean, I don't think it was ever that she wasn't his wife. I think it was just like he wasn't involved on her page. Who Who is who is she again? Lady Decade. That's her. Okay. That's yeah. who I thought. But, yeah, no, and then I saw... There's not, Also... There's nothing that drives me more crazy, and I kind of get why they do it, but when someone's like, unfortunately, we now have to like take this thing to court, but they're very vague because they can't talk about it, but that's the same way as chicks on Facebook who used to write like, oh, pray for me today. 
like, well, what happened? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I mean, they weren't vague like that. Like, they, 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 they would put you through the whole thing of, like, someone's been harassing us using multiple accounts, a couple different accounts who've been, like, doxing us and, you know, constantly yeah. harassing us and shit like that. So, like, I'm not even including that. Like, that's, like, drama, but it's not, like, in the same, like, vein of, like, dumb YouTube drama. Like, that's, like, real-life drama shit. Yeah. So, you got that end. But then you have, like, some, like, relatively big accounts who always complain about, like, you know, you know, because I'm a guy with big numbers, everyone tries to harass me or come after me when it's like, dude, stop. <laughs> or, like, the people who, like, try to just, like, they're always egging on arguments for, like, whatever their agenda is on there. So, I don't know. Like, they're, they're very outspoken people. I'll give them that. So, and when you're very outspoken people, you tend to get in little tit-for-tats with each other. So, I guess it makes, uh, whether it's good content, it makes probably a lot more eyeballs on it. Yeah, it's good for eyeballs. I mean, that's like, like anyone can say what they want to do and be like, "Oh, I'm just here for the games, man." No, shut the fuck up. We're all here for attention. If you make any kind of content, you want your attention and you want eyes on you at the very least. Yeah. So, like, nobody does it because you don't want somebody to see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'll go with Jim's answer because I don't know enough. So I'm gonna trust that he knows that. Uh, yeah, the UK scene's a little. Crazy. At least what I see from the Twitter end. Like, you, if you're likely to see some, like, random back and forth and go down a rabbit hole of, like, some threads and subtweeting, it's the British people a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> good one, Dean. Next up, from G to the next level. And obviously not throwing shade at the top hat and decayed, like I said. Like, we understand why they're doing what they're doing with the people coming after them. So, but yeah, next up, from G to the next level. With the exception of Nintendo and Sony Library of Portables, what would you say is your favorite portable game console or one that is overlooked? With the exception of Sony and uh, narrows it down. Uh, I iPhone games. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like that's actually not a bad answer because iPhone games get shit on a lot. Yeah, which I don't get why. I mean, they're completely. There's there are some ones that I mean, Jim's been playing the same goddamn one for seven years now. Whatever it's been, five six years. My my Clash of Clans addiction. Yeah, and they're usually gonna be free. Uh, minus maybe some annoying ads. Because, honestly, there, there's no collection, Jim or I, I think we could really throw out there. I mean, any Sega portable we've discussed uh, in the past... Are we just, just going to have to say Game Gear at that point? Like, yeah. I guess there's Neo Geo Pocket Color in the pocket, but, like, I have no experience with them. Uh, there's the Wonder Swan, but, again, I have no experience with it. Um, I'm sticking with my answer, Jim. iPhone. Yeah, no, iPhone's actually a pretty damn solid answer. And soon to be Steam Deck, which will steamroll over <laughs> everything, right? <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm so sure. <laughs> the critics will have you believe in Jim. Now, what the fuck's that uh, new handheld that's coming out with the little crank on the side? The game something or other? I forgot what it's called. <laughs> God damn it. I don't it's yellow. Know. It's like a little homebrew games, that kind of shit. Yeah, I'll go with the little one with the crank. Damn, damn it. You always go with the crank. Oh, gotta crank something. <laughs> damn it. Next up, from Burn Retinas. What's likely to happen first? Nintendo officially defeating ROM sites or giving consumers a robust cloud-based access to their retro libraries? Huh. Harumph. Huh. That is a toughie. Ooh. Because you kill one ROM site, another site's going to come up. That's what I was going to say. It, they, they'll never defeat, like, they'll bring down, what, what's maybe the biggest ROM site? Cool ROMs? There's cool ROMs. There's a MU Paradise, which like yeah. they kind of took down, but I think you can still get ROMs off there. So I mean, it, it wasn't like they fully killed it. Um, that it's gonna be so tough for them. People discover torrenting again, maybe. 
Which, I don't even, yeah, I haven't, man, whew, that's been about four PCs ago, <laughs> the last torrent I've gotten. Um, I still have an old laptop from 2010 that I use for torrenting here and there, yeah. just because, like, that thing's already junk, so if I'm going to put some viruses on it, might as well just put it on that one. That's, I mean, that's my advice for the night. Everyone keep an old computer around for pirating. My guess is I would have to go cloud-based, but that'll be because there will come a point be it a steam be it be it some something comes along that makes it so undeniable that they have to change their goddamn model they'll finally break down but don't get me wrong they'll recharge you for every game they've ever created at, oh, yeah. at the face value price with no discount cuz they don't believe in that shit um but they'll eventually break down yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, you know a robust li <laughs> robust library, just because Father Time will eventually kill enough executives that they someone will eventually be like, all right, let's fix our internet a little. Bit. Yeah, oh, it'll probably take another 20, 30 years before it happens, but eventually someone will do it. Whereas with you know ROM sites and piracy and all that stuff like that, or preservation, <laughs> it is about preservation, Jim. You kill one, three others will come up in this place. So there's there's no getting rid of it. Jim, I, I, I have to commend you. There were there was one moment of your tweet I was kinda proud of where even you couldn't defend the latest Super NES releases. Oh fuck, I don't even remember what the games were, but yeah, it was like the Clay Fighters spin off and like two other junk titles, and yeah. even I was like, Alright, this is even I can say this is dog shit. Yeah. So it's even I have my limits, Bri. You have you have to dig deep to find something I can't call a gem. And even I can, can fucking find my limits. Jim's that guy you've been pointing. I'm telling you, this is shit. No, dude. No, dude. Okay, it's shit. I'm not saying they weren't great choices. I'm just saying you're paying less than two bucks a month, and you get a half-decent game out of it. Fine. But this time, oh boy. Yeah. I just, yeah. So, yeah, that's a great question. But yeah, ROM sites will never, ever be truly defeated. I don't care yeah. what they do. Shit. And they shouldn't be. And there's there's enough people like us with old hard drives full of ROMs we downloaded in 2009 in mass. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think. Every... And, and actually with all the, what do you call it? Um, With all the devices out there now, like there's so many fucking devices where you can just rip ROMs off of games and shit like that. It's like so you can easy. just do it yourself. Like. People with collections are doing it for themselves. So, like, the, these ROMs will might have more access to ROMs than we ever had before going forward. So. And like I said, I call it what you want. All the... When Napster and LimeWire and then all the torrent sites existed, that's why music industry and the model for how you listen to music is what it is today. The fucking ROMs caused a lot of things with, with cloud-based gaming, with all these re-releases of mini systems. They're not perfect, but that would have never happened had they not figured out, oh, maybe there is a way we can make money. Like, the smartest shit they could do is send a crazy price, do the NES Mini, like the style they did the original one, and do full library, make it like 600 bucks, whatever price you want, and they will still sell like complete hotcakes. I guarantee it. Yeah, or just do a straight fucking streaming service. Do what all the music companies yeah. do. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a great that, idea, that's, too, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the only way they defeated fucking Napster and shit like that in piracy was people realized it was easier to just click on a streaming site and give them three bucks a month for no ads yep. than to fucking worry about, you know, trying to sue everyone who was downloading music. Yeah. And that's how, that's how they deleted that. That's why kids today don't know what piracy is. Yeah, so I really think that would be the... Yeah, that's a great idea, too. Just And I would love that with all of your old systems. Fucking make it streaming. 
Do it like how there's a friggin' million streaming sites for movies. Do it for your video games. Might be a topic down the line this episode. Maybe. Foreshadowing? <laughs> Foreskin shadowing? Damn it! Next up from Gamer Astral. I if money it. wasn't in... What? What? Jim, I clean my dick. <laughs> I clean my dick. <laughs> do we explain the story of that? Or do we just let the people wanting more? We can let them wonder. Tune in next time. <laughs> from Gamer Astral. If money wasn't an issue, what system would you start collecting for? Neo Geo. <laughs> if I don't have to worry about money, I'm going to go for the fucking most expensive one. Would you do that, or would you pick a system you already have and just complete the entire collection? Yeah. See, I don't know. Because, like, I'm not a completionist when it comes to my collections. But if money's no issue, all right, I assume... I mean, if money's no issue, I'm going to complete every collection of everything I have. I'm going to buy True. everything. So you're saying if money was no issue, brand new system and full collection, you're going Neo Geo. I would say Neo Geo, yeah. Like that's good. Even yeah. though like the Saturn's probably like the biggest hole in my collecting, I would still probably go Neo Geo before that. Hmm. Just because of dollar, get my dollar value. I'm going to say the PS5 and all future titles, so that way I'm locked for the future. No, there's some future proofing for you. All yeah. right. Yep. Right, solid strategy there. I'm breaking the system, Jim. Damn it. And last up from Alex Perez. What are some of your most memorable stories of gaming rage throughout your video game playing years? Jesus. Um, I assume he means like personal rage. Right? Well, yeah, it's got to be that. Ooh, I mean, I mean, maybe making people mad. You can include that too, I guess, but... There's so many. I mean... I mean, I, 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 I sing the praises of the original Sega Genesis because my one growing up fell on a tile floor so many times. You threw the whole system? No, no I didn't throw the system. Oh. It just I would pull it off the fucking walls. I'm like raging with my goddamn controller. <laughs> and it would fall on the ground and go, fuck! And it always booted back up. So those machines are tanks. The controllers, I was not so lucky. That's why I grew up with a plethora of third-party <laughs> controllers that were, like, this fucking big. And why the N64 controller has never bothered me. So, uh, I mean, there's that. There's fucking, um, playing with, like, playing Call of Duty with coworkers the first time. And them just hearing the torrent of uh, verbal diarrhea and cursing coming mm -hmm. out of my mouth. And them going, holy crap, what, you're a fucking Spurg. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh... I, I would, I'll just throw generic Call of Duty when Juan was living with me and, like, you know, we would be in my basement and my parents would be two levels above us in the first, on, on their floor, and two in the morning they could hear us yelling and we didn't realize how loud we were yelling. They'd be like, right. you're fucking, like, shut the fuck up, like, stop yelling, we can hear you up here. And my favorite would be my wife or my mom or someone, like, emulating what I was saying. I'd be like, oh, you're going to lay down like a little bitch? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> you little cocksucker? <laughs> like, and they're like, how do you, why do you stream together curse words in this way? And they would like recreate what I'm saying. And I'm like, did I you really say fucking that? shit fucking son of a bitch. God fucking. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like I kind of get lost in it. And it's not something I, you don't, you truly don't think while you're playing. So stuff like Jim said, just comes out. And sometimes it's not something you would normally hear, but yeah, the rage of, oh man, the rage of getting killed or something, and, oh, whew, 
I don't miss those yelling. And yeah, the the breaking look, of... Look, Fry, sometimes you have to call someone a shit-dicking cunt for it, all right? Sometimes <laughs> it happens. The, uh, the breaking of Xbox 360 controllers were always... By by twisting them in half. That was that would see that you you and your farm boy strength, which is a nice way of saying it. <laughs> you, the fact that you can twist an Xbox controller and that you've done it multiple times. I, it, it it I can't. I mean, everyone experiences rage. I can't. I can't speak to your particular rage, Jim. But I don't know what else to do except I need to try to break something to release it. Like there's no just just a yell doesn't get it done for me. <laughs> Brian is a gamer is the grapes of wrath. <laughs> so, yeah, like, there have been times that's happened. Not proud of them, but, you know, sometimes you got to twist a controller in, in half. Yeah, by the time I was, like, when I was really heavy into 360 and, like, Xbox One, like, I was around more padded floors and, like, just throwing it off my bed and shit like that if I came to it, so. Yeah, see, I was, I've never, ever been a thrower. Like, you, our buddy Chris. I'm a thrower. I, I'm a thrower. Oh, a lot of my exes. You guys are all throwers of shit. I'll still never forget my one ex who threw her razor phone and it got stuck in the wall. <laughs> Do you remember the razors, how skinny they were? Oh, I remember the razors. Yeah, um, but I w I've never been a thrower. See, I'm a grab, break, or punch through. Like, I'm not a, I, I don't know, throwing shit just doesn't. It doesn't give that same pop. <laughs> well, Brian. So, some, some of us don't have the inherent rage-based strength of uh, certain deficiencies to enable us to do these things. So, I, I mean, we're we're all we're all uh, we all we're got all our human. curses, right, Jim? <laughs> yep, this is true. We all crossed a barrier. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, every single like. Fuck, I, I mean, I think the newest Call of Duty I've played, like, three times total. And, like, I'll still pay 60 bucks to have my weekend to play, like, you know, with the guys who are left who still do it for release. Jim, it's a shame you don't play more. Yeah, well, you know. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, like, even every year without fail, at least once a night, like, the wife will come down and go, Shut the fuck up, it's 3 in the morning, I can hate it through the vents. Other than Call of Duty doing that to you, do any... Has any... What's a the latest modern game that's done that to you i don't know because like at this point of like a single player game pisses me off enough and unless i'm like really trying to beat it for like a review for the page i'll just play something else i, I mean like i guess in general the last game that probably made me that mad was like hotel mario when i was trying to finish that for our review yeah because that fucking oh god that was painful <laughs> what about sub-zero <laughs> no even that wasn't as bad that was okay no, Hotel Mario was way more frustrating than Sub-Zero. <laughs> yeah. I sing, You know what's funny? Single-player games never had me at the rage level the way multiplayer. It's something about yeah. playing against a person and knowing the, the bullshit that puts me over the edge. Oh, you know you know what was close, too? And, like, I don't know if Hotel Mario was playing it or then, or uh, there was this Yu-Gi-Oh! game on mobile phones that came out. And it was like a dumbed down version of it, but like basically you could, you know, build your decks and play against other people online and shit like that. Yeah. So I'd be playing against people online and sometimes I'd be hitting a losing streak so bad, like I'd almost pull a Brian and just fucking want to just rip my <laughs> iPhone in half. And I was like, before I break a thousand dollar phone, I should probably just delete this app. And that's what I actually had to wind up doing. Cause it was getting close. Like nothing would have made me feel better than just bashing it against a fucking countertop. I uh yeah, the Dead by Daylight. I say that's a game that I, I absolutely. It, it's both my favorite and most hated game ever. Like I love the concept. I love the one's working well, but 
my god, the tactics, the stuff, like, it's so infuriating, infuriating, and it's, uh, especially if you're playing Survivor, you know me, Jim, I can, to a degree, take getting beaten by another person, what I can't take yep. are teammates that don't do shit. That, that, is, that is that is your heel. Ooh, that is your Achilles. That's like number one pissed me off right away. So get the fuck on bay! Do something! Why are you watching me? <laughs> what? <laughs> now I can get on B safely. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> what Brian? Gods and clods. Some people are just heroes. What can I say? I got you on B, I got Chris trying to shoot UAVs. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chris trying to be a sniper while you're on B. God damn it! <laughs> no, dude, no, if I kill them before they get to you, then they won't kill you. <laughs> you're not a good enough sniper! <laughs> oh, I love that question, though. Yeah, rage and gaming. But you know what? I also believe the same way you can make the argument, it's just a game. Why do you get upset? If you don't care enough about losing so bad, then I'm sorry, you're probably not playing the game right. Like, if you are going go into a type of game like that and are... 100% indifferent, then what the fuck are you doing? Ah, cheerio. You got me. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. I just keep dying. Bully. <laughs> Great question, though. Yep. Now, and that wraps up the Patreon questions for this week. So, thank you, everyone. Great questions, as always. Once again, patreon.com slash drinkabearplaygame. Two bucks a month, you can ask a question every episode. Five bucks a month, you can get a game request in, along with everything else. And ten bucks a month, you can use us as your billboard. So... Definitely check out the Patreon, see the review, uh, all the tiers there, and yeah, go nuts. And also, please, 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 if you enjoy this podcast, go to iTunes and leave a review. It definitely helps, apparently. I don't know if it actually has, but they say it does, so you do that. Yeah. All right, Chambers, so uh, how did that first beer treat you? A perfectly fine, serviceable IPA. Um, does not do anything to reinvent the wheel, but you know what? It's tasty, it's solid, it's not overly hoppy, um, but it's not, like, under hoppy. Like, if you just want very straightforward with 8.5% alcohol, it's a good one to go for. Nice. So what are you moving on to now? I am moving on to the, from the Common Space Brewing Company, uh, the Chubby Unicorn. Uh, it's 8% alcohol, and it is a Guava Milkshake India Pale Ale. Guava? Fla flavors. Pink Guava Puree, Pure Vanilla Extract, Hops, Mosaic, uh, Yuganaut? I don't know what the word, that word is. Words is, is, is. Equinaut? Equinaut, probably. Uh, Simcoe and Cascade, Grist, Lactose, Rar Pale, White Wheat Malt, Yeast, BSI uh, Barbarian Ale, whatever the fuck that is. So... Once a unicorn reaches peak plumpness from months of gorging on pink guavas, it begins to ooze a delicious magical liquid from its beer glands. Gross. At Common Space, we harvest this rare unicorn liquid at the highest level of freshness and package it especially for all you haze heads. Enjoy your magical unicorn liquid. Jim, is that that brewery that was founded by Chris Chan? <laughs> it, you know what it looks like it was founded by a fucking uh, guy who graduated from cal arts because that's what the goddamn god everything has to look like fucking cal arts shit these days even yeah. the goddamn it's infested the beer labels mm -hmm. yeah well, so that, that's an interesting sounding beer i don't and by the way why what is the obsession with everything unicorns now like there's a few unicorns there's unicorn farts there's unicorn something else there's that uh chicago brewery 
Then oh, that's it. actually fucking tasty. Holy shit. You would say that. Now, I'm surprised. <laughs> no, Brian, it's, it's all the brewers with their pizza tattoos and their long beards and their short shorts taking down toxic masculinity by showing that they can be unicorn fans. God damn it, Jim. Tell me uh, I'm wrong. I, I want to tell you you're wrong. I just can't. Look, Bri, heavy wears a crown, all right? My kid's getting into My Little Pony lately, so I'm seeing things, Bri. I'm seeing see. things I don't want to see. All right, well, for us non-unicorners, uh, the Sly Fox Pikelin pills, it's like it's not as good as Prima pills if you've ever had that, but anyone that had the pills, like I said, this is a perfect beer if you want to stray away from macro and try you know, craft brew. Uh, but then Sly Fox, their second beer is their Hell's Golden Lager, which is the B Bavarian classic. Yep. So, yeah, it's a different can design. I once they again, changed the can. Yeah. Yeah, they they they're putting effort into it. I like the coloring a lot. Um, I, th I think we're doing a turnaround with the uh, the beer labels lately. Like, I hope so. Yeah. I think the minimalism phase is going away. So, it, but this one is another four point nine percent. It looks very much like the pills, and you know what? It's not a bad thing. It's I specifically picked up a variety pack because I wanted a beer that tastes like beer instead of just the shelves of IPAs and sours. And so far, I'm pretty happy with these. Ugh. All right, Chambers. Speaking of beers, this one was sent to us from our buddy Snarcast, also known yep. as Todd. Um, Bright from, don't dox him. <laughs> damn it. From Best Life Online, I hate the name, um, this is the worst cheap beer in America, customers say in a new survey. <laughs> now, let's be clear. The survey was 637 beer drinkers, which I would hope you'd fucking get beer drink. I don't know why they had to say beer drinkers. Like, no, it's going to be fucking wine drinkers who did this. Like, of course it's beer drinkers. I But, don't, like, 637, like, what did you just, like, sit outside of one brewery during the course of a day? I also That's wish like they went into, like, were these craft beer drinkers? Or the, like, I'd rather hear it from people. Were you like, outside of a dive bar? Were you outside of a, yeah. like, yeah, like a craft place, like yeah. you said. Are you in downtown Seattle, or are you in Idaho? I want to know where you got the info. But regardless, not a shocker for most people. They're going to be all macro beers. Um, but coming in at number six, we got Budweiser, which... Worst cheap beer? I don't think that should ever be on the list. Yeah, like, Budweiser's fine. Like, there was a good when uh, one of my old bands. Like, basically every time we had practice, we would kill off an entire case of Budweiser. Like, it's a solid American beer, you know? Like, it's Bud. And and how they ranked it, I should say, uh, based on 11.5% of people who they talked to said, said that was the worst. They, well, no, no. They said they wouldn't drink it if they were offered it. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, okay. So you got, like, what? That's 70-some people. Close to 80, maybe, that wouldn't do it. Number five. Ten, we, yeah, like 10%. Yeah, 60-some. Barely 70. Yeah. yeah. So, number five, we have Ice House. Never what, heard of that. I was going to say, what the fuck is Ice House? I, in the write-up, they've said Ice House may be America's first domestic ice beer. Didn't know that. Um, New to me. I want to find it. I want to drink it. But uh, five five point or five point five percent alcohol seems a little low for an ice version of beer. Yeah, it's very very low. And what's weird is 
the percentage of people who would say no was 11.3, which is less than Bud. So I don't know how they did this list. Yeah. That numbering right there already, I question it. Because mm. the next one would go the way you would think is Bush, just straight Bush, um, 11. I don't think I've ever had straight Bush. Or maybe I've had out of a keg at like a frat party and just didn't even know what I was drinking. I was like, oh, it's beer. You know, that's a good point. I know I've had Bush Light. I don't know. Bush Latte. <laughs> I don't know if I. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like I have, but then again, it's, uh, eh, it is what it is. 11.93% said that. <laughs> Number three, Keystone. Now, here's the deal. There's a fucking jump right there. So 17.27%. <laughs> all the others were in the 11s. You know, here here's the number one disrespect, I think. They didn't even use the blue can in their picture. They used the red can. I, I don't think I've ever seen, like, regular Keystone. Like, Keystone White's what you're going to see, at least in our area. Yeah. I've never seen red can Keystone, like, straight Keystone, whatever it is. Which is why I'm like, when did they mean to say light? Because how, really, how many people drink straight Keystone? I, I, I don't know. But apparently, if it's anything like... <laughs> I love the description. One of the reviewers said, Most beers are skunky as a result of being left too warm for too long. This one is skunky from being brewed with fresh skunk. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Jim, does it need more dog? Mm, needs more dog. <laughs> Look, I say it myself. What do you call it? Keystone just tastes like the end of a vat of Cor uh, Coors Light. Yeah. Which, hey, 36 cans for 17, 18 bucks. <laughs> All right, number two, natural ice. Yes, this is natty ice is rough. I will, natty ice is fucking rough. It is very, very, which is funny because it's one of the strongest ones on here. Yes, yes, it is. But it is. Whew. I, you and it's, I. It's weird how like stringent it is for five point nine percent, like which isn't even that high. Yeah, but no, this one was at twenty three point three per three nine percent. So once again, another jump up. People that don't want it. I could agree with that. And then number one, Milwaukee's best. <laughs> my my poor dad would be... Uh, <laughs> Jim, you wouldn't he, be here without this beer. <laughs> he'd be raging at the bullshit. No, he was a Miller... Oh God, what or was no, he, what I was thought you said it was then? Beast. No, I mean, Milwaukee's best is Beast. But No, no. Yeah, but that's what, he, that's what he said to you. Or at least that's the story you told us. Oh, no, he just said if it wasn't for beer... If it wasn't for my promotion, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> And yeah, knowing my he, dad the way I know my dad, I'm sure he was drunk when it happened. So, But no, I don't know if he was drinking Beast back then. I think he was still, like, I think it was hard still into the uh, Miller High Life. That was his main thing for years and years and years. Yeah. Before he had to cut down on the calories and went to Beast Light. So, Jim and I did a fun video we really enjoyed a while ago. It was blind beer testing with semi-surprising results. Like, yeah, we did Bud Light, Coors Light, Merle Light? Yeah. And yeah. I think Bud Light won it all, right? I do believe so, yeah. And there was, because we were like, is there really going to be a taste difference? And there there really was. like that. Yeah, you, you take the visuals out of it. So, Bri, you're saying we're going to have to do it with, uh, say, Beast Light, Natty Light, and Keystone Light? Well, I'm saying it might not need to be blind, but uh, we might be keeping Yeah, I think around. you need to take the visual element out of it. You need to take your preconceived notions out. I think that was a big part of it. <sighs> I, guess, I mean, I guess we could, but I want to do it with a lot of beers. Because we want to rank 
the legit worst beers. So all these we really want to sit down and test. And I did see at my local uh, beer shop, they had a kit. It was there wasn't anything there, but they had hams, and they had uh, another one that was Genesee. Well, of course Genesee, but there was another one. Fuck, I can't remember. But I saw. I said, "Oh my god, if I see a case there, I'm gonna get it next time." So, yeah. wow, they had fucking hams. They had it. They had the the little number for it. It was cheap uh, beer. Ah, uh, when we drink it, do we have to go? Hey, how are you? <laughs> yeah, hey, how are you? <laughs> exactly. So, Jim, I mean, from this list, I know the Keystone might may break your heart, but for cheap beers, is there something you think should have been in there? I should have replaced one of these. Uh, that's a good question. See, here's the deal. I have a big problem with the ice one because I didn't, for us, as much weird beer we've had, like, I feel like that's not popular enough to say that should be in there. Yeah, like, I, I really doubt enough. You know what it is? I think a lot of this probably just came down. To, like, if you're just asking people what you want to drink, it's not like they're sitting down doing a taste test. So it's all just off, like, reputation and shit like that. Yeah. So, like... I'm surprised Natty Light wasn't on there and that Natty Ice was. Well, there were, that's what I'm saying. That none of the light beers were on there. And I feel like that's... More people have problem with Bud Light than probably Bud. Because not enough people drink just Bud. I think Bud, out of the big three, like like Miller... <clears throat> like, say, Miller Genuine Draft or Coors, like, you know, uh, fucking Banquet Beer yeah. or Bud. Like, Bud's the one you're probably going to drink the most out of, just like their straight beer. Yeah. And yeah. not their light, so... I can see I can see Bud being on there as to pick, but it's, it's it's a little weird. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people just thinking back to college and be like, "Oh no, I wouldn't touch that again." See, I would almost throw like Corona in there. Uh, yeah, but is but that a cheap we, enough beer? See, you know what? One, it's not cheap enough, and two, I think because it's slightly international-ish in people's minds. Yeah, that people would still put it there. Like, Corona tastes like dog shit. Like, you know what else sucks? Fucking Heineken. Oh, dude, like, Heineken's Heineken terrible. fucking yeah. sucks. But, like, pe- like, people who only drink, like, Bud Light, like, pretend like Heineken's their fancy beer to drink. But they don't want to, like, dip into, like, the real craft stage. Yeah. Which I get, which is fine. But my Heineken tastes like dog shit, so. Heineken, you talk about skunked beers. I still don't know why every Heineken I've had has been skunked. Now, granted, I think we were there, There's now. no reason, like, a 5% beer should give you a headache after three beers. <laughs> and it happens every fucking time. Yeah. But, as a kid, Heineken was thought of as the fancy beer. Yeah, it was. We didn't have more options back then. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, interesting list, but we want to hear what you guys think. Um, we will put those tastes to the test in a future video. Yep, I think it needs to be done. <laughs> All right, Chambers. So next one, um, bit of a follow-up ish. Yeah. So from NicheGamer.com, the Diablo. And this was actually everywhere, but uh, we'll, let's put some traffic to like Niche Gamer, like fucking Taco Polygon. Yeah. Diablo Four and uh, game director, lead designer, and World of Warcraft designer are no longer working at Blizzard, and those gentlemen are Louis Baraja, Baraja. I don't know. Uh, Jesse McCree and Jonathan LeCraft were all let go on August 11th. And apparently they they didn't get into specifics, but they said those familiar with the conditions, these guys were described as super toxic. Yeah, apparently, what do you call it, uh, Bariga, however you say his name, was really toxic. McCree was in that Cosby suite picture that was going around, which... 
I'm still on defense if that was overblown or just... Can I also ask a question about that, Jim? Yeah. All right, so I... The cost... In hindsight, not a good look. No, in hindsight, it's definitely a terrible look. But when I look at it, it's a group of dudes with the Cosby picture. And then, like, if I look through the pictures in this article, then there's, like, a picture of a bar with, like, a bunch of alcohol and mixers. And then, like, basically, I guess a, a, a group chat named BlizzCon Cosby Crew. Um, here's Talking the deal. about, like, going out and, like, you know, what, like, like, yeah, we didn't talk about it when it first dropped. I think we had a guest or something like that. Yeah. But, like, and, like, it turns out, like, all the girls they were talking about, for the most part, allegedly, by the people there were like, oh, we're just talking about our wives and, like, joking around. Which, okay, maybe. But even if you weren't, like, when we were fucking in our early 20s and before we all met our wives and, like, we'd all have, like, guy weekends down to shore, like, it was guy talk. Like, it's dumb, but you just go, how many girls are we doing this weekend? Oh, all of them? Right. Like, shit like that. Like, I saw that text and I was just like... I can't pretend to be mad about it because it's dumb shit we said in the past, too, in our younger days. And you give nerds a shitload of money and you throw them in a situation like that. Then yeah. it's like Also, like, you gotta realize, like, those guys probably didn't pull anything. But on top of that, my thing was the cause... It was the perfect storm with Blizzard and all everything that was going on. But also the timetable. But if you look at this chat, if I'm seeing the date correctly, it's 2013. The... The allegations for Cosby didn't come out, so I don't even necessarily think they had the well, Cosby. Well, here, 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 see, people are doing a lot of revisionist history. Like, there were allegations that came out in, like, 2008 or something that he settled out of court with. But that's, like, I think that's the thing that people are going, oh, see, he really, like, everyone knew about it back then. Like, people in entertainment knew about it. So, like, when Hannibal Burris like, mentioned it in 2014, and it, I mean, yeah. it really blew up. Like, it hit the public lexicon in 2014 when Hannibal Burris had that stand That's what I was going to say. And so, everyone went, what? So, yeah, like, I think, like, for all we know, people on the inside could have known. Maybe people at Activision knew. But and that's you know, a Maybe deal. a bunch no. of them are scumbags. They very oh, yeah. well could be. I'm not excusing them at all or saying, like, you know, oh, they weren't being scumbags. They fucking could have been. But just looking at it on face value with the text messages, I'm just like, it's fucking it's stupid guy talk when you're going out on a weekend with the boys. And that goes back to what I've said before, which always bothers me with any time there's cases against people or shit being thrown around, stick to the actual bad shit. Don't throw everything at the wall because then the arguments start to weaken. And, like, yeah, the, a sh group of shithead dudes getting drunk trying to pick up chicks, doing this, that's not equivalent to the actual stuff that was going on. Like, don't equate those as if they're equal. You know, like, I, I don't know. I, I just say... It's good they're they're out of there, but I saw that and I just wondered. I said, I you know the timetable with Cosby, so I, I don't know. All of it's weird, but I think that should be a good sign. Is it enough to get people happy? I don't know. I I mean like the article at this point's a couple weeks old, and you know for all these people leaving, everyone went, oh that's not a good sign. So like I think it's definitely a lot of clearing house for a lot of the uh, sure. For the eventual lawsuits and the lawsuits that are already coming, so I'm like I'm sure if like they were you know stuff like this and like you know they let them go instead of them just leaving the thing or maybe they politely suggested quote unquote that they yeah, leave, sure. then um, you know there's probably if there's smoke there's fire as we always like to say. So this is one of those stories that in a year probably no one's really gonna follow. And here's my question: Do you think these guys? 
as leaders in video game industry, do you think a, a like a lower level game developer, if these guys are good at their job, do you think they're just going to get picked up again? Yeah. Yeah. The same way I've said before that like you know people can him and haul all they want, but the normies aren't going to care. Yeah. And like you you dangle Diablo two remastered in front of people, it's going to fucking sell. So, like you know, it, that's just the reality of shit. So, but I'm, I'm sure someone, there's always going to be someone out there who takes a chance on someone. Now, it could be a thing, like, going back to wrestling. Uh, Patrick, I forget his fucking last name. His, his, like, uh, his gimmick was the Velveteen Dream. So, he had a controversy where he was apparently sending dick pics to, like, underage kids. Oh. So, yes. Fucking horrific. I did not know it. I don't even know who it is. I just heard, saw the name, heard the name and left. Yeah, and it, it sucks, too, because he was one of the best gimmicks NXT had going. But, you know, real life comes into play. So, weirdly enough, like, WWE was, like, not protecting him, but they didn't, like, immediately cut ties. They're like, we're going to do an internal investigation and all that kind of shit. So, I guess nothing fully came from it, but they did eventually just release him, like, a couple months ago. And now, anytime that, like, a little indie... Like, there's always some indie company that goes, hey, this guy kind of has a name, we're going to book him for a show... The second they do it, they just get flooded with hate to where they go, oops, our bad, our bad, our bad, We're, you know, he's off the show. Yeah. So, you Ooh. know, like, there's things that are just going to follow you, and, like, this could be a thing that follows these guys for the rest of their career, too, where, like, they can't do anything unless they get to the smallest and most, like, out there of projects yeah. or something. So, it, it's a weird thing. Or, like, you know, do you admit that they're on the team where you just bring them on and, like, use their expertise and, you know, don't tell anyone, that kind of deal, so... It's it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be interesting to follow going forward. Jim, it's Operation Paperclip all over again. I don't follow. Oh, you don't know about that? No, what's that? That is the thing from after World War Two, where America, Britain, and Russia split up the Nazi scientists and took them into their homeland to develop rockets. Oh, that's what that was called. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that that was the official title. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the code name, Paperclip. Operation Paperclip. Ah, no shit. See, you learn something every day, Jim. No, but Blizzard, good, like, you got a clear house, I think, to a pretty high degree. And, I mean, like, let, 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 I mean let's go to brass tacks, too. They're not doing this out of the goodness of their heart. They're no. doing a lot of damage control right now. Yeah. I The only thing I would like to follow up on, and I guess we might have to hold it for two weeks... I want to see, has their stock, or has their, like, whatever, plummeted, you know? Like, has it yeah, actually taken a hit? Or is it going to be, like, they stay quiet, and then at the release of whatever their next big title is going to be, will it be all is forgiven? <laughs> do, they, do they pull a Channel Awesome and just not fucking address it at all, and just pretend like it never happened, and then people forget in six months? Yeah. stop caring. So, no, I think it's a good, I think it is good news, I think, uh... Somebody has to pay, and yeah, I mean, oh no, there's always gonna be scapegoats, and like, and like, like, you, like you want to, like, people want Bobby Kotick, like that's what they really want, but like, you're not gonna get Bobby no. Kotick. So, like, you know, to, I'm not saying take what you can get. Obviously, keep the uproar up if you're really passionate about it, but it's a step in the right direction. But like Jim and I have said, and I say it against Nintendo all the time, if you truly feel this way, do not buy any more Blizzard products. Like, yeah. that's the number one way to say F you. And if you get enough people to agree not to do that, 
It's the only way you show... Yeah, one person not buying, you won't be messed at all. You get enough people, all these people that are like doing walkouts and this and that, truly show and don't buy their products anymore. Yep. There you go. I don't know what else to say. Felt with the wallet. Yep. All right. So, Jim, we foreshadowed this earlier. Yeah. And I actually foreshadowed it without doing it on purpose. But um, I, I, I linked from Bloomberg.com, but I heard it on a podcast, and it just uh, it sparked something in me. And then kind of also our buddy Max Marvel sent it to us as well. But um, so Netflix is getting into game streaming. And I heard about this because the game I played, Dead by Daylight... They're losing the license to use Stranger Things. And I said for um, a horror game, the fact that they have Michael Myers, Freddy, Leatherface, uh, the Demigorgon and characters from Stranger Th Things, um, they're getting Pinhead and Hellraiser. Uh, they, they're like actually able to get licensed and franchise people better than any game I've seen. Like, unless you can, it is impressive. Like, they seem to get like everything, yeah. And unless you compare it to Fortnite or Call of Duty, who get licensed characters, like, you're they're not at that level. But the fact that they get that awesome, so it's every horror fan's dream. So then, Dead by Daylight team basically made an announcement and said, Hey, um, we're we're cutting down the cost of our Dead by Daylight DLC. If you buy it now before whatever September eighth, you can still get it and play with it. But after that, you'll no longer be able to buy it. So if you have it, you're fine. But that led to a lot of speculations. Like, well, why would they let the lights? Like, what happened? Um, then this news of Netflix coming out with their own gaming thing, and as we know, Stranger Things is a Netflix show. It got me thinking, they could be developing their own games, and that's what a lot of people are speculating. But if that were truly the case, if you think of all the things that Netflix has, because now they have Witcher, they have Resident Evil, they have... Castlevania. Castlevania. Like, if they are the juggernaut of movies like they are, and they convert that, is that going to be true competition? Like, could this be the answer we were talking about earlier? Like... All of a sudden, you do. If you can pull enough people for these franchises and get enough good game developers behind it, you already got the licenses for movies. I don't know if they transfer over directly to games. Like, I doubt you're going to make your own Witcher game, but if you did a spin off Witcher game or something like that, and same for Castlevania, could that be a real threat? to anything see i should have linked it in here too like the article max sent us because i think they're starting out just like more mobile ish titles like nothing that's really going to be like sure know, pushing the servers and shit like that i would almost expect out of the gate something like like say you go to like a ruby tuesdays and like you get that like tablet in front of you for ordering food and they have those like little you know those cheapo games on there to keep the kids busy that kind of deal yeah like i would be shocked if you have stuff like that on there it's just like a, oh okay we can do this now but, I mean, if that's successful enough, I mean, Netflix has the install base. That's what like, I mean, you, yeah. Like, you talk like a fucking Stadia that, like, never got off the ground because, you know, no one wanted to put the money out for it and pay, you know, more money and shit like that for the actual games. You do a soft launch, like, if Netflix does a soft launch and they just, you know, they have however many, you know, dozens of millions of users already, 
like it, it's a chance. Like there's an audience there. You get like a little, get like a little shit dick indie game on there, and like you could make a hit out of it out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was thinking. Like I, the only thing you you'd have to try make to it so out, you, like you know make it so you can map any Bluetooth controller or something. That's like, what I was gonna say. Like maybe the, the control is gonna be the tough part. So that you think of Netflix, and I think like. That's the one thing when you buy every new TV, most remotes now have a Netflix button on them. Like that is yeah. such ingrained in TVs and especially smart TVs. Yeah, maybe whatever what is Netflix now a month? 16 bucks, 12 whatever it is. I think it's close to 20. So yeah. let's just say it adds another 5 bucks and now you get Netflix gaming too. And with that price, maybe they'll send you a free Bluetooth controller as your like add-on. Like, to me, that's almost a no-brainer. Like you said, you click the same app, and now you just have movies, games. Like, dude, it's all taken care of. And, yeah, you start with small titles, but, man, if they tap into Stranger... And they cross-promote it with shows that people love. So every one of their original shows, even if it's, like, a shitty game, it's, it's, you know, free to a degree. And it's exclusive. Goddamn. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's almost like a risk-free thing for Netflix, too, depending on how they launch it, because, you know, if it works and people use it, then cool. But, you know, if it doesn't work out, then it's not like people were subscribing to Netflix for the games anyway. Yeah, they just so, leave, yeah. Yeah. Tim, there'll be new developers from Blizzard available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I really do like this idea. Do I think it's going to go anywhere? I don't know, but like I said, if this is true, if this is why Stranger Things license is being pulled, um, then I hope it's because they're going to develop something interesting on their own. But like I said, yeah. I hadn't heard about this before that point, so just yeah, wanted no, to definitely. bring it up. No, the the most interesting thing will be how they tackle the control. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, yeah, just send people a knockoff Xbox Bluetooth controller. That's it. Keep it simple. Stadia is. Yeah, exactly. So. All right, Chambers. Moving on to my second or third favorite topic. We haven't done one in about two weeks. but It sounds like it's falling down the list fast. (laughs) Um, So that was your favorite. Now it's falling. Well, the problem is now it's, it's, it's getting really tough to find. Like, I hit some of the major ones, and there are other ones. The problem is there's so many games or songs I don't think you'd know at all. So I'm right. still trying to make it so you might know it. So make sure you don't click the second link. Um, so for this week, if you're unfamiliar, what I've been doing with Jim is we play a little game. I'll play him a song from a game, and I'll say, what does this sound like? Because it's supposed to sound like something else. Because as we've learned in the past, a lot of our childhood games, music that's awesome, has been inspired by real-life music. It's not a bad thing, but it's just something that we didn't really think about before this point. So yeah. it's a lot more it's a lot more prevalent than you would have thought at first. Yeah. So Jim, go ahead, click that link, get it started. Um, right. The the game is the Punisher Arcade, and this is the first level boss. So let me know when you're playing it. All right, hitting play on the song in three, two, one, start. Very techno-y. Yes, it is. Is anything hitting you? 
<laughs> you know, I know it it's like every '90s song. It's weirdly <laughs> like. It's like th it's almost like three songs are like going through could, my head right now. But it like, could be a couple, yeah. Yeah. So so throw out what your guesses are. No, but the thing is, like, I can't like put my like my, I can't pinpoint a name of a song right now. Okay. So the one it's supposed to represent the most. Are you giving up? Uh, I'm I'm throwing it down. Yeah. All right. So hit the uh, the link right below it. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the the booze hall got me tonight with this one. The booze <laughs> Oh, you know what? Oh, oh, I was not expecting this. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm not right. familiar with the beat. Oh shit, that is the same. Yeah, same exact. So the song, and I'm playing just a short section because it's YouTube, but yep. from Technotronic, Pump Up the Jam. It's one of the on Jock Jams. It's that with all the other ones, but yeah, that beat is wow. That is the holy. That is a straight ripoff. It's just sped up the tempo, sped up. That's it. Yeah, they just sped it up like three, four, you know, like two, three yeah. times. Yeah. So, hey man, I wow, can't. Yeah, it wasn't even a combination. Like they, it was basically just that song, the exact song. So why yeah. the fuck did they use Pump Up the Jam for the Punisher? What the. Well, it's funny because when I saw this, I went, really? And then I, I re-looked at it and I said, God damn, all the times I played that, never in my head. It also shows sometimes with some of these arcade games, it is easy to like, you just, you're not truly listening. You're like, oh, that's just kind of a catchy thing. Yeah. Well, Jim, still, I, I always go back to the one that gets me the most is, uh, uh, I like big butts in Contra Hardcorps. That's, that's, that's probably been my favorite one for the character selecting Contra Hardcore. Goddamn baby, we got back. I, you know what? This is a lost art. There is a lost art to the uh, the pop song ripoff in video games. Yeah, yeah. Because now they can everything's just get moody orchestral back background noise. No, give me fucking and not taking away from the indie titles out there because they have some damn good compositions in them. No, I want knockoffs from real titles from real songs. No one's ballsy anymore no, because they know they can't get away with it. That's I, I want some like Katy Perry's Friday Night knockoffs in games. <laughs> uh, so you guys, let us know what you think to Jim and I. Open and shut case, right, Jim? Oh yeah, like the second I started to hear the beat, one I never recognized a beat like that before. But it's like, holy shit, that is just that's straight ripoff. Same one, yeah. So let us know what you guys think, and once again, if you know any. Please, feel free, email us, send it to us. We would love to hear and compare. All right, Chambers, so for another reoccurring bit, we got Which is Better, and you threw on here Game Demo or Open Beta. Yep, so this is inspired by the Let's Play I put up today with good old Runeo's Tale right here. And it got me thinking, like, in the last couple weeks, I've played this demo that they sent out, the Kickstarter prototype, I've played the Back for Blood open beta, and I'm just like, huh, in this day and age, what, because, like, it seems like the game demo's almost gone out of style, where, like, mm -hmm. they don't really throw up demos anymore for games. It's either they do an open beta, and there's a shitload of bugs, and it gives it bad press before it comes out, or they don't give you anything, and it comes out, whereas back in the day, in the glory days of the 5th, 6th gen, oh, fucking magazines would just be shitting out demo discs to you Dude, to try PS1 out different stuff. PS1 demo discs. Oh, man. I love them all. Oh, yeah. I 
Like, even as a guy who didn't grow up with demo discs, like, my friends had demo discs, and I, we would just play them. That's why the first level music for Loaded is just, like, forever burned into my brain. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I still have a couple of them, but still the one that always sticks out is the, the yellow and pink tie-dye uh, PS1 disc. Um, it, it had everything. Crash Bandicoot, it, like, it... I don't even know how many games, but yeah, demos were, they are truly a lost art. Open betas are interesting because, damn, this is, this is a really good one. Because while I love demos, ultimately, probably the longest demo I ever played was a 20-minute section. Yeah, you don't, you don't get a lot out of a demo. Yeah. Yeah, so, demos are like, they're super pristine. They're like polished, and it's like you just get De- such demo. A taste. Demos are basically a game that's just about ready to come out, but you're just getting it, it's it's an advertisement for it. Yeah. Whereas in open beta, you're basically doing free labor for a developer and finding bugs for them and shit like that. We're 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 finding random uh, what do you call it algorithms that throw together slurs. <laughs> well, here's the deal. So both of them are just devices. The beta has more of a functional like. Hey, what better way if we have a player base than, you know, I don't think they truly only do it to just test. I'm sure they have their own beta testers. Um, they do, sm- but you but is it smarter on, on multi? Like, here's the deal: you very rarely get betas for games that are single player heavy. Oh no, you never do. Yeah, yeah, because you don't need to. It's for multiplayer, which it it's almost it's like a, all the other things we mentioned today. It was a necessity of like. Games were tired of day one releases and all those bugs that might have been able to be found out. Now they're being found out through these betas. Right. Um, I, I At first I was like, shit, well, which one gets me more hyped for a game? Because the demo, you would definitely be like, oh, I can't wait. Like It's like watching a trailer for a movie and then wondering what the rest is going to be like. Whereas the beta... You get invested, you see some problems, you probably really get into it if you're going to truly play the beta. And then, like, after doing Back for Blood, I'm kind of like, I want to see how much they actually fix of X, Y, and Z. Because, like, now I'm intimately involved with knowing what the game's going to be like. Yeah. You don't ever get that with a demo. The demo is just the tease. I think the best example of that for, like, just a drastic change after demo would be Resident Evil 1.5. I don't know if I play. I played the that Resident that original that original that original Resident Evil Two demo that like had the uh, blonde character that eventually became Claire and shit like that. I forget what ga- they came with like Dino Crisis or something, didn't it? Where no. Resident Evil Two? No, no. Right. So Resident Evil Two demo desk came with my director's cut game, and that one was just Leon. The whole Ken maybe that's what they know. It came with it came with Leon and like the blonde haired girl who like they but eventually there wasn't kinda- a. There wasn't a blonde in that one. I think the one you're thinking of, they I think that was a demo or a beta that got leaked, and it was a different like yeah she had like a racer like a, a biker yeah uh, yeah outfit yeah on yeah that was something I think did get leaked that was a demo or a beta that somebody I think copied and then no, maybe I forget no that. but that was yeah that was one that did change the game just like the original Resident Evil two was gonna be like. With, like, Ghost and Hookman and all that shit. Or, like, how Resident Evil 4 eventually became Devil May Cry. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, this is a really good one. This is really tough. Because 
young me, of course, demos were cool, but demos would, like, they allowed your imagination to run wild. Like, you got that perfect taste, and the game operated great, no issues, and you were very rarely let down after a demo, because usually changes made were going to be pretty good. Whereas right. open beta, like, you almost expect, like, they're going to fix this game or they need to fix this game with X, Y, and Z. And being a person, I've only probably played five or six betas in the mm -hmm. past years. Um, betas got always got me hooked a little more for new games. So I'm probably going with that just because I like seeing what are the changes going to be. Did they listen to the community? And I had more time with more aspects of the game. Right. What about you? Um, I'll do devil's advocate and just say like a good old-fashioned demo disc like i think there's nothing better like as an advertisement to have like a finished product you clip out a section that's probably the best section of the game or like without that doesn't give too much away of it and you know you throw it out there to build hype basically and like it's that like the perfect thing the perfect demo leaves you wanting more so for especially from the era that like we said we came up in like, we were just flooded with demos that just made us go, I want to buy this, I want to buy this, I want to buy this. <laughs> like, there's, dem there's you know, betas where you can play and go, oh, man, this is garbage. Like, they need to really fix this. And that's a risk you take. And it's almost like, you know, simping for the companies by saying demo, but, you know, you have a more finished product by the, you know, at that point. So, I, I'm not, like, like, like you said, there's no easy answer, but, like, I just always enjoyed, like, a crisp 20-minute demo that I could play and go, I want this now. Would demos, though, leave you potentially more likely to get a game that ends up not being that good because you had such a prestige? Like, they purposely are giving you a section that's, like, oh, yeah. throwing you it. Whereas betas, like you said, you know, I don't care what they do. This is going to be a piece of shit. I don't want to pay 60 bucks. Whereas demos, you might get tricked. Oh, no, demo. That, that's always the risk of a demo. Like, yeah. you could always play a good... Like, a lot of games are very front-loaded. And you play, like, you know, a cool first level, and, you know, from a demo, you go, holy shit, this is going to be awesome. And then by the third level, you're like, oh, this is really boring now. Like, they they blew their load early with this game. So, that's always the risk. So. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's funny, you talk about demos. I was like, man, yeah, games don't do that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I just played Shaolin Monks, and they have the Suffering 2 demo on it. And I played that. I was like, damn, why don't games do this anymore? <laughs> yeah, or, like, yeah, no, no games include demos anymore for, like, other titles by the company. No, no, not at all. Yeah, I... I uh, of course, fucking, God forbid a game come out complete anymore either, so... There's that, too. There's definitely that. I mean, but that's also a sign of the times. I, I almost think, like... Hey, hey, Bri, how about uh, the new Call of Duty being uh, rumored to come into 247 gigabytes for an install? At this point, I've almost like, I I I'm I'm expecting it. Like no, the, no matter. I'd what have to clear up my entire is, fucking hard drive to fucking download that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that's my thing. Is like I almost am at the point where, the collector mentality in me, since I have my multiple, I don't even know how many terabyte external hard drives, and I film. I'm also like that. That's just the old me of like I need to collect games, have them, have them, have them, and then I go back. I'm like. I've had this game for four fucking years on my digital library. I'm never going to play it. Like, either I'm going to nut up and play it now, or it's time to delete and make room for something I'm actually going to play. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, that's showing our age, Jim. I think the new generation probably has, like, three games top on their hard drives. They play it, delete it, and move on. Well, the size of games at this point, they don't have a choice. Shit. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I would love to hear what people think. You know, what do you guys think? Do you miss game demos? Do you wish they would come back, like we're saying? Or do you enjoy doing the open betas? Just get and, you a little bit more involved in the crowd. And for the you younger gamers out there, if we have any listening, do you even have any experience with demos, really? Let us know. Yeah. That is really interesting. I would love to now see what the like what good demos have been out there. Um, Rony Use Tale, they have a great demo that you can download for free on their website right now. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Aha. <sighs> All right, you bastard. So then our final <laughs> topic, which is another recurring bit, which is overrated, underrated. We have beer koozies and Jim. I know you're a fan of these. You've been a... a I am not the fan of beer koozies. I don't your hate wife them. is. My wife is, is a obsessed. huge fan of the beer koozie. Yeah. Or the beer koozie, the wine koozie, any can koozie. Like, she, that, like, that, whatever reason, koozies are her fucking thing. So, figure it's been a while since we had a beer topic for one of these. So, right. What are your opinions? What do you feel on having a nice little felt piece of rubber that you can stick your can in and apparently keep more heat out and more cold in? In general, I don't like them. Um, that's not to say they, they, they don't work. Like, uh, Juan gave me a Getty koozie mm -hmm. cause he had a bunch. And of course I, those things are fucking expensive, but will they keep your can colder for longer? Yes. But also I don't like people who baby beers. Like if you have a beer, I'm kind of like you drink the beer. Babying a beer usually, no matter, even if you have a koozie, is going to lead to you're leaving a half-drank beer around, or you're wasting, or something. Um, I finish my beers fairly fast, so the usefulness of a beer koozie never applied to me, and I feel like a complete bitch if it's ever I'm holding one that's a little foam or fabric one. At least the Yeti's kind of a cool, it's like heavy, it's metal. All the other ones... You put a fucking umbrella in my drink, why don't you? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't like them. Um, you know, I guess the only argument is, like, if you're on the beach and you have them. But that goes back to my, once again, like, don't be, don't sip on one beer for 20, 30 minutes. Like, you should be finishing your beers in, in five to ten minutes tops. And, yeah, beer koozie doesn't make a difference there. What about you, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like she's listening because my wife just texted me as you were finishing up your statement. <laughs> she's like, "Don't you talk shit on? Don't you? Don't you take away my ones you love? <laughs> They're a hassle. They're an unnecessary hassle. I mean, I'm the kind of drinker where I just, like, I either have two beers that I sip on through the course of the night, like with the podcast, or I'm just fucking pounding." Like, I don't have an in-between. So, the koozie is kind of a lost art on me, because it just kind of... It turns into a thing that's just, like, in the way. It's now, an extra you, step to drink your beer. Yeah. Now, like, on the beach... Like, they're, they're best used on the beach, I'll say. Sure. Like, because, like, if I'm tailgating, I'm just pounding anyway, so, like, I'm not worried about them getting warm. Uh, and by the time they get warm, I'm pretty much drunk at that point, so, again, I don't really care at that point. <laughs> um... And, like, even the fancier, like, I, I almost prefer the uh, the little rubber ones that I can just slide in and out. Because those big fucking metal ones, man, they're a pain in the dick. Like, they all have that, like, rubber top that you got, like, snap into place. 
Like, depending on the size of your can, like, it might not fit on there good enough. They're all, like, big and bulky. I gotta, like, fucking fit my mouth around. It's not just having that cool, <laughs> that cool, familiar, you know, fucking mouth on the, the aluminum feel. Right, I'm all about the mouth feel on my, on my tips, all right? The way my mouth fits around a circular object that goes into my mouth, I just need I, to have a certain I way, see right? what you're doing with your hand, okay. Right. Yeah, dick joke. So, um, yeah, it's just, like, I'll do them, but, like, it's never, th- like, there's times where my wife's like, do you want a koozie? I'm just like, no. I Let's put it this way. She wants me to use a koozie so bad. She has so many. Let's go. No, nah, I don't need it. So I, I have the the Yeti one that's packed yeah, in our beach You know what they're fine? If you're sitting around your pool drinking. Even then, they're then fine. like, I'm kind of like, they're fine, but, you know, what, I, I don't know, like, I, if I'm drinking so casually, I don't care if it gets warm, the chances are, I'm not drinking a beer I care about enough, so I don't need it to be perfect ice cold or whatever temperature. The only thing I've ever done from this page that's changed is... I do care more now, like, if I'm having a beer I haven't had and it's a good beer, I almost always need to pour it into a glass. Oh, if you're doing, like, a fancy beer? Yeah, like, if I'm any cheap beer, I don't, yeah, I'm drinking from the can, the bottle, but if I'm trying a new beer, like, I generally like to have it out of a glass because that's how you're supposed to do it. But uh, anything you would need a beer cozy for, I'm just, I don't know. Like Jim said, they're overrated, and it's too much work. Jim, stop goddamn texting like a chick. Brian, I'm sorry. The wife's asking if I should walk the dog. <laughs> Jim, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting a puppy. He's a little asshole. Um, no, I, I fuck, think... Fuck, goddamn dog just fucking super good with the wife, good with the kid. All he does with me is bite me and hump me. Yeah, well... He He's sees... trying to assert dominance, so I hump him back. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Stop, is that why you're always out of peanut butter now? Hey, whatever works. Whatever, whatever I need to do to assert dominance. He's like, "Why are you putting the peanut butter on me?" Oh no, not again! <laughs> Damn it! Um, yeah, I hate him, man. Like, I think. <laughs> I like how the rage towards koozies is just built during the course of this subject. The only people I ever see with beer koozies are women. Women, or or uh, the dudes that live for beach life that would probably have sunglasses on the back of their head or always on the top of their head. Oh, they had the uh, they had the Saturdays for the boys flag flying. Something like that. Yep. Like would probably unironically wear pink shorts. Like they're the type like. Those are the two groups that wear use those. As so, so chicks and dude bros. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I I don't know. Like, I never need the, I never need one. And yeah, I've never been like, oh shit, did we forget to pack these? Like, that's never gonna be a sentence that comes out of my mouth. We forgot the koozie. Now I gotta spend thirty <laughs> cents to get another one. Shit. Yeah. So that's a no for me, man. They are completely overrated. Uh, their target audience, they sell like hotcakes. I'm sure, but. Yeah, not for me. So for all three women who watch our page in general, please <laughs> let us know below. <laughs> Give us an argument of in favor of the beer goozy. Jim, now it just begs the question, do we have to make drink beer, play a game, beer goozies? <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. I guess I guess we do have to. <laughs> we all know goddamn Teespring didn't have many options. We couldn't even do a fucking mug. So. Don't even get me started with that. But, yeah, let us know what you guys think. And girls. Uh... If you use them, if you love them, if you think they're completely underrated for some reason, 
I would love to hear it. Let's put it that way. So, Chambers. There's going to be one fuck out there who's like, I was stuck in the middle of a desert, and all I had was one can left, but my cousin <laughs> kept me good. Why is he kind of sound like one, one of those dudes from Thanksgiving? Like any, like any, like any Trey Parker character. <laughs> that dude. Flashy. Gotta make me happy. Damn it. Gotta move on. So, Jim, speaking of beers and not letting them get warm, I will say, once again, Hell's Golden Lager from Sly Fox, and most things from Sly Fox, solid, solid beer. It's as tasting like beer as you could hope for, except it's still craft. So, goes down smooth. I would recommend both that and the pills. Now, how is your unicorn, chubby, bunny, whatever... I am the chubby <laughs> unicorn, Brian. Please get it right and show respect. I'm actually shocked. Like I, this, like I've had a lot of milkshake beers on this uh, the podcast. And, like they've all been like like nothing burgers. This is the first one that like actually had more of like almost not a frothy mouthfeel, but definitely more like akin to what I would expect. Like the vanilla extract definitely came through in there, um, and I think it was uh, mixed up good. I, like I don't know if, there, if there's a difference between guava and pink guava. But I think as I you know you've never had guava one time in your life. I've had it with fucking uh, uh, margaritas and shit like that. That's my point. I'm saying you've never actually eaten real guava. You can eat them. Yeah. So what you're saying is your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, I, it's shockingly good. This is like the first like. Uh, Milkshake IPA I've had that I'm like, wow, this is actually like something different and not just like a uh, attempted creamier milkshake or attempted creamier IPA. It's like it actually almost gives you. It doesn't like like again. It's not going to taste like a straight milkshake, but sure. this is the closest I've had to like something that like gives you that creamy sensation you would get from a milkshake with an IPA. And where is it from again? Uh, the Common Space uh, Brewery out of LA. Hmm. Like I said, you get a lot of these California beers with that package. Actually, what do you call it? Um, I have that Slime the Hedgehog beer I showed off ages ago. Mm -hmm. But that's the last one I have from all my craft beer boxes. I'm out now. Oh, there you go. So, uh oh. Yeah. Gotta start dipping into your pocket. I got a lot of Yingling lights sitting over here. Oh, God. I think Jim's selection for the next however many are going to be questionable at best. Uh, right, either that, or I'm gonna be doing a lot of quick uh, checkouts at uh, Acme by going in the beer aisle by buying a six pack I make myself. God damn it, Jim! So, yeah, with that, we want to say thank you so much, everyone. If you're still listening, please make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit like, hit the little bell because obviously notifications are always funky with YouTube. As Jim mentioned earlier, if you listen to us on iTunes or Spotify, subscribing and definitely reviewing helps us a ton, especially on iTunes. If you can, give us a five-star. Even if you want to bash us, we will respond in the comments. And with that, we want to say thank you guys. Have a good night and cheers. Cheers, everyone.